0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly, abundantly, and overflowing joy. Well, I am happy to be with you this evening. I am going to be talking about prayer. And at first, I'm going to talk about National Day of Prayer, which is this Thursday, May the 4th. Now, many of you know, well... I I shouldn't say many, but most people know that National Day of Prayer is the first Thursday in May, established by President Ronald Reagan. Now, National Day of Prayer was passed by Congress as a day of prayer. It's an official day of prayer. It's on the books. That was in 1952 under President Truman. And then Ronald Reagan came along and established a specific day. So the first Thursday of May of every year is National Day of Prayer. This year's theme is Pray Fervently in Righteousness and Avail Much. And I bet you can guess where that comes from, what scripture, yes, James 5.16, the effective Fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman, avails much. And that is so true. I hope that those of you who are listening are people of prayer because nothing happens, nothing changes without prayer. Especially the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person really does avail much. Now, National Day of Prayer specifically targets seven spheres of influence to pray for. To me, that makes sense because these are influential parts of our society that make up our society. So let's just go over them. Church, the church, education, media, business, family, military, and of course, the government. So these seven areas are areas of influence that alter, that change, and shape our nation. I think we are all aware of how living right now, today, 2023, that we see how much the government, how much media, and how much the education system is altering the landscape, trying to sexualize our children, trying to um, force this transgender issue on young kids. We're talking young. I mean, I listened to a video of a four-year-old that I wouldn't even say on the radio what he was saying about males and females. So how does a four-year-old know all this? I mean, I scratch my head. I, I don't know, but I know this. I know what the education system is doing, and it is evil. Let me say that. It is evil. Their agenda is so wicked, and what they're doing to our children is disgraceful. So they're trying to shape the culture, trying to change our children. And, of course, the media is complicit with it all. They just serve the purposes of our enemy, our adversary, Satan. And certainly through the Biden administration and everything related to the Biden uh, uh, government, is is really pushing wicked ideology, is all I can say. So, do we need to pray fervently? Yes. Effective, fervent prayers. I want to talk to you about... An individual in the Bible, he's actually one of my most favorite people in the whole Bible. And I know everybody has their favorite. I'm sure they do. You know, one or two, three or four. But if I were to name one, I would have to say that Daniel is my number one guy. Gosh, he was an incredible individual. And to think... Think of this. It would be like taking Mother Teresa and putting her in the Biden government. So, I mean, their ideas, ideals are so, uh, so much in opposition, right? You can't even imagine Mother, Mother Teresa being in the Biden government. I can't either, but that's that's exactly what David or David Daniel was like. He is the most righteous, godly man in the Babylonian government. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, considered him a magician. But when Nebuchadnezzar had his epiphany, after being out seven years clawing around in the wet dew of the grass he had an epiphany about who god really was that all changed but daniel was a very unique individual and there he was in the midst of this babylonian idolatrous wicked government and you know they think they did bad things back then just like we're doing now i mean really not a lot has changed but there he was, he remained a righteous man, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. So that means that we can do that too. It's not fun. I, I mean, the thought of being part of Biden's government would, I mean, goodness, I, I won't even go there. So you can see what Daniel was up against. And yet, it says there was an excellent spirit in him, and he just stood out. He and his buddies, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. And I say those names because those were their Hebrew names. You know them better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the Bible calls them by their Hebrew names, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So, Daniel's buddies were just as good as he was and faithful and stood strong against this Babylonian, wicked, idolatrous government. I want to take some time this evening and talk about two specific things about Daniel. I'm going to talk about the plot. First of all, that occurred against Daniel. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version, chapter 6 of Daniel, and then I'm going to go to Daniel chapter 9, and I'm going to read you the prayer that Daniel prayed. It is one of the most powerful prayers in the Bible. Now, of course, nobody tops Jesus, right? Nobody tops Jesus, But uh, in terms of other people, and, you know, obviously, David wrote lots of prayers. He wrote all the songs and many psalms. Not all of the 150 psalms did he write, but many of them and songs. And he had many prayers. But this one particular prayer by Daniel just, wow, it's just, it just hit you right in the in the belly. So I'm going to start with chapter 6. If you'll just bear with me and and just be attentive for a moment. Starting with verse 1, It pleased King Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps, to be over the whole kingdom, and over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors Of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for thirty days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. And this is where I want you to pay close attention. Now, just imagine this is Mother Teresa, a woman of great prayer in the Biden administration, and the Biden administration has just handed down this decree. Now, just listen. Now, when Daniel knew... That the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, remember he's in Babylon. He knelt down on his knees three times that day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God as was his custom, since early days. So, we see clearly in the scriptures that Daniel is a man of prayer. He's been a man of prayer from the time he started in this kingdom. And th- three times a day, he'd kneel before the Lord and he would pray. So, nothing unusual. This was his um this was his way. Verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Now, remember the rule was No one could do that except if they uh, uh, said it to the king. But here they catch him praying before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree, saying, Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days except you? O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? Well, the king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Now, mind you, in those days, once a royal decree was issued, the king would take his signet ring and stamp it with his signet ring, and then it could not be changed. It didn't matter what you did. That decree could not be changed. Now the king realizes that he made that decree, that he can't change the decree. So he's going to try to do some other trick up his sleeve to get this thing changed. So these men approached the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But, and this is a big but, but the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and he spent the night fasting and no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. That means he was awake all night, all night, fasting. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. Now, remember what he prophesied. He prophesied to Daniel. He said, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you, right? Now, Remember that Darius is not a godly man, but he made a prophetic decree over Daniel. So he gets up early in the morning. He goes in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, the king cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, Been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me, because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den so Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God and the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions not just them their children. And their wives and the lions overpowered them and broke all of their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den ooh that's a scary story but a true story okay now in chapter 9 Daniel makes this wonderful prayer. And since I'm talking about prayer and National Day of Prayer, I just want you to, like, just sit back, relax, and just listen carefully to the prayer. Because it is, it is powerful. It is beautiful. Starting with verse 1, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So we know that if you go back and read Jeremiah's writings, he prophesied that they would be in captivity to the Babylonians and the Chaldeans for 70 years. Daniel's rehearsing that, remembering that word. Then, he says, then I set my face toward the Lord God to make my request by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him. And with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. O Lord, Righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame a face. As it is this day to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those near and those far off in all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. O Lord to us belongs shame of face to our kings our princes and our fathers because we have sinned against you to the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness though we have rebelled against him we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws which he set before us by his servants the prophets yes All Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster. For under the whole heaven, such has never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name, as it is this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, According to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications, And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city, which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. What a powerful prayer. And you see, Daniel was very humble, right? I mean, he recognized and he announced before the Lord that they had been rebellious. They had sinned. They had not listened to the voice of God. They had not listened to his commandments and precepts. In other words, they just did what they wanted to do. And they ignored the consequences of their sin. If you read Jeremiah, it it's a little discouraging at times because Jeremiah prophesies over and over and over and over and tries his very best to get the people to turn back to God. But they never did. They never did. So was he an unsuccessful prophet because the people did not listen? I don't believe so. He did what the Lord told him to do, and he did his best. And see, you can lead a horse to water, right? But you cannot make that horse drink out of that trough. You can shove his head down in that water, and he will not drink if he doesn't want to. And that's how people get. Their heart, their heart gets so hardened. We see that in our nation today. People's hearts have, oh, it's like they've been cast in stone. And they don't want to, I mean, humble themselves? Goodness, not even the church wants to humble itself. So we're in a real pickle, aren't we? We're really in a bad way. And if it's not for the Lord's mercy, we will just self-destruct. But I believe in prayer. I've always believed in prayer. Prayer changes things. And we can see by this man, Daniel, we can see by his lifestyle of prayer, how God delivered his friends from the fiery furnace, delivered him from the den of lions, um, and really elevated him, him, elevated him to a great prominent position in this idolatrous government. So you can imagine Mother Teresa If she were in the Biden government, we believe that she would have been possibly elevated to, you know, God does that. You know, he can take the most wicked heart and turn these people around. I mean, as I mentioned, Darius, Nebuchadnezzar, these were not godly kings at all (laughs) by any stretch. But God knows how to work on people's hearts to accomplish what he needs to accomplish. But prayer, prayer is vital And I'm going to continue to talk about prayer next week. I hope you'll stick with me. I hope you'll stay with me next week. And one last thing. I am tentatively having a National Day of Prayer event this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. at Wheeling's Independence Hall. For those who live local, I won't know for sure until sometime tomorrow. So the best thing to do is call Independence Hall, Wednesday or Thursday and ask if there's going to be a National Day of Prayer event and someone there will be sure to let you know a yes or a no. And again, uh, it's tentatively uh, this Thursday. It would be at 6:30 p.m. at Independence Hall. So if it goes, I look forward to having you there and praying with us. Thank you. This is Don Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. You can certainly download the I Radio app. Go to Pure Heart Ministries podcast and listen anytime you like to any of the podcasts. They're all there. Of course, I um, really desire more than you can ever understand your prayers for this ministry. And, uh, you know, I... I ask every week, and very, very few of you have financially supported this ministry. I'm just asking. I'm just encouraging you. If you'd like me to be able to stay on the air, please send uh, a donation to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85. That's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, two six zero six zero. And you can email me, all lowercase letters, all one word, dawn, D-A-W-N, dawn, at pureheart.today. Well, I certainly look forward to being with you again next week. As I said, I'll be speaking on prayer again. I'll be talking about all the different types of prayer. It's important to learn about prayer. So with that, I say shalom, shalom, peace be unto you.